This is Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang in for Sasha Ann Simons. Spring might make you think of tulips, ducklings, or longer evenings. But what if I told you that right here in Illinois, spring also means the birthing season for bison? Yes, bison, a.k.a. the American buffalo. They're the largest land mammal in North America, and there's a herd of a hundred of them living right here in Illinois. Here to tell us more about the herd and how they benefit rare grasslands in Illinois is Elizabeth Bach, ecosystem restoration scientist and Nachusa, at Nachusa Grasslands, about two hours west of Chicago. Also with us is Reset Sustainability contributor Karen Weigert. Welcome. Thank you. Elizabeth, I think we all have a general idea of what bison look like, but when I say they're the largest land mammal, how, how big are we talking? Give us kind of a, a visual and a, and a reference point. Sure. Well, they're the largest land mammal in North America. Um, they are. They can reach about five and a half foot tall at their kind of hump. Um, Weight-wise, they can range from 1,000 to um, 1,700 pounds, um, so kind of similar in weight to a car, um, and a little bit taller but similar in size, yeah. And, you know, before we go further, are we what, bison or buffalo? What, what's, the, what's the difference? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, in, in a lot of ways, it's, it comes down to personal preference. Um, in a biological sense, um, the scientific name for bison is uh, bison bison. It's, it's the genus and the species for this uh, animal. And so scientifically, it's often referred to as bison. Um, but buffalo is a very common word used in North America. It has a lot of cultural significance for many people. And so in North America, it typically refers to the same animal. In other parts of the world, you might encounter water buffalo or mm. or uh, yaks that are also part of the buffalo family. But in North America, it's typically the same animal. Got it. Karen, I have to say, when we started prepping for this, I was a little surprised that there are bison here in Illinois. I, I think of them as, you know, living on the plains. So remind us uh, what happened to bison herds and why it's so shocking that they live here, too. You know, in, in listening to Elizabeth talk about their size, uh, it's probably not shocking that you haven't seen them in downtown Chicago <laughs> or wandering around the neighborhood. Uh, but historically, they're part of the Illinois ecosystem, and bison actually roamed about two-thirds of North America on grasslands uh, across multiple states. We're talking you know, 30 million-plus bison. Wow. Uh, but years ago, uh, settlers came. There was early government policy you know, aimed at an indigenous food source and part of the culture, and that bison were slaughtered by the millions mm. to the point where over 100 years ago there were only a few hundred left, and they were essentially on the edge of extinction. Wow. Elizabeth, um, the Nature Conservancy is working to restore bison populations across the country. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I work with the Nature Conservancy. Uh, they own and manage Nachusa grasslands and uh, many other preserves across uh, North America and around the world. Um, and we collaborate with uh, our colleagues in other states uh, where there are grassland preserves that are large enough to support a herd of bison. And the goal here is to work collaboratively, not only within the Nature Conservancy, but with um, other organizations like um, agencies of the federal government who manage public herds, like those at Yellowstone or, or Wind Cave or, or even the Daywind National uh, Tallgrass Prairie. Um, and uh, indigenous tribes through the Intertribal Buffalo Council um, and other private managers to protect the 
species and to protect their habitat. Um, as Karen mentioned, uh, the species was intentionally um, hunted um, almost to extinction, and a lot of efforts over the past um, century or uh, 120 years have really focused on bringing that uh, species back. And it requires a lot of space that can support herds that are reproducing and passing those genetics on to the next generation. And because um, these habitats aren't connected the way they would have been um, 200 years ago, um, we as uh, scientists and land managers spend a lot of time thinking about how to ensure all these little satellite herds of bison are genetically diverse and contributing to the preservation of the species as a whole across North America. Karen, I want to come back to you. Illinois is the prairie state, but prairies and grasslands are actually imperiled here. What's going on uh, and why is it important to maintain these these habitats? You're absolutely right. Illinois is certainly the prairie state, um, and it's based on historical contribution. If you look back at the state, we used to be 60% prairie. Now, that's 22 million acres, but now the numbers are about 2,500 of those prairie acres remain. Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely imperiled here in Illinois and across the country. The biggest driver of that has actually probably been agriculture, farming Mm -hmm. under the, the prairies because there's that rich, often flat soil that is very, very good at growing crops for all of us. Um, but if you think about the the lands and the prairies, they're really incredible hubs for biodiversity. And you think about things like pollinators, uh, providing food for them as they're eating, but also food for all of us as they're pollinating other things. And then interestingly, the incredible root systems in prairies are carbon sinks. So the more we learn, the more we see benefits coming from these lands. Hmm. Elizabeth, um, the Nachusa Grasslands is a restoration project in the middle of soy and corn country, the agriculture that uh, Karen just mentioned. There seems to be a dual relationship here. Grasslands need the bison, and the bison need uh, grasslands. How, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So the tall grass prairie is something that we call a disturbance-dependent ecosystem, Um, Those deep root systems that Karen mentioned um, are really where the new growth comes from every year. Um, So everything above ground in a grassland um, dies off in the fall. um, And in the spring this time of year, all that new growth is coming from the roots. Um, These grasslands really evolved with uh, regular grazing from animals like the bison and regular fire, um, often set by indigenous Mm. people for agricultural management um, and to attract uh, game herds. Uh, The bison like the fresh green growth that comes right after a freshly burned prairie. Uh, So at Nuchisa Grasslands, we are actively planting areas, collecting seed, uh, creating new habitat for those native uh, plants and insects and animals. Um, But we've always relied heavily on uh, using prescribed fire. And in fact, uh, that's something we're doing today. I'm taking a short break from the prescribed fire line uh, to do this interview. Um, But we were realizing we were missing that grazing component. And so in 2014, uh, the Nature Conservancy was able to bring um, a herd of bison to Nechusa and to introduce that grazing component. Um, And we're learning a lot about how grazing and fire together really shape biodiversity um, in tall grass prairie. I want to hear more about this fire. So, you know, prescribed burns are vital uh, to to the health of prairies and grasslands. You are, you said you're just taking a little break from the fire line. Can you tell me more about that? Describe it for me. 
Yeah, so uh, this is something that's happening um, in a lot of habitat across Illinois this time of year. And uh, we as uh, land managers are working very carefully. We prep fire lines around the edge of it. Um, and we intentionally uh, set these fires working with the wind and the weather conditions so that it's under control. Uh, we can put the fires out on the kind of um, upwind side and then light a fire on the downwind side and it puts itself out. Um, So this is a normal thing. Um, Many of the listeners may notice uh, their favorite forest preserve or park district property, uh, may have some uh, burnt areas or may have a sign up that they're doing prescribed fire this time Mm -hmm. of year. This is a really healthy thing for our ecosystem. It helps prevent invasive species. It gives a leg up on uh, native species that we're trying to uh, have a home here in Illinois. Um, And in fact, uh, the Illinois legislator is uh, uh, currently considering a proposal to make April Illinois Prescribed Burning Awareness Month. And my understanding is that resolution is moving through committee this morning. Is there something the public needs to know about these burns? And, and, you know, I'm just really curious, how did the bison respond to to these fires? Yeah. So from the public perspective, um, these are safe fires. Um, These are trained professionals that are doing this work. Uh, Don't be alarmed if you see it. Know this is a healthy, good thing for the habitat. Within a few days to weeks, uh, that green growth and those flowers will be uh, popping up and you'll be able to enjoy them all summer long. Um, for the bison, uh, the fire is actually really important. I mentioned briefly earlier that uh, when the fire comes through, there's kind of this flush of growth. Some of it is uh, nutrients that are deposited during that fire. Some of it's just more sunlight reaching the ground. And the bison love that fresh green growth. And so those freshly burned areas are really important nutritionally for bison, mm. especially this time of year. They've had a long winter. There isn't a lot to eat on the landscape in the winter. They mostly live off their fat reserves in the winter. Um, So they're eager to see that fresh green growth and fire helps uh, get that on the landscape uh, faster and sooner for them. Karen, uh, much of the research done on bison as a keystone species occurs in the western states, but Nachusa is doing some of that here in the Midwest. What have you been wondering about it? Yeah, it is so interesting when we think about what's different out west and what might be different here. And I'm I'm curious in particular, bison are this massive animal, but what impact do they have on little tiny mammals? That's, that's Yeah. Elizabeth, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I just you know, responding to those little tiny mammals, uh there's research actively happening at Natusa Grasslands investigating that and a research team from Northern Illinois University uh, just published some work a few months ago that showed that when bison are grazing, uh, they're opening up that grassland habitat. There's more light that can reach the surface of the ground, and that includes moonlight at night. And um, these little mice and voles that are often um, foraging for seeds at night, that makes them more apparent to predators like owls. And so uh, what these researchers found was that um, Bison grazing actually shifted mice behavior so that the mice were searching for food at different times of the night to avoid that moonlight and predation risk on full moon nights. Elizabeth, one more question really quickly here. If people are interested in bison, is there any way to get involved? Yeah, um, there's lots of great ways. One is just to learn more. There's lots of great resources out there to learn more about bison. Um, You can follow groups on social media like the Intertribal Buffalo Council that's working to restore bison um, across tribal lands in North America. 
The Nature Conservancy in Illinois also um, has plenty of bison uh, social media content. Um, you can visit the bison. Natusa Grasslands is open for public visitation. Um, there's also a bison herd at Medewin um, National Tallgrass Prairie. And there's an online bison cam at Medewin. So if you just want to check it out from your computer. And if you're really excited about bison and the prairie habitat in okay. general, um, you can do volunteer work days at numerous places. Thank you. That's Elizabeth Bach, ecosystem restoration scientist at Natusa Grasslands, about two hours west of Chicago, and Karen Weigert, Reset Sustainability contributor. Thank you both.